<sighs> okay, here we go. The exercise cooldown is a poorly understood and an even more poorly executed protocol. I hope to make it clear that cooling down after working out is just as important as warming up before your workout, which you're also doing, right? And both should be done on a regular basis. My name is Brock Armstrong. Welcome to Second Wind Fitness. But before we get started... As you've probably noticed, this podcast is no longer in production, but there are so many people who are still listening to each episode and reaching out to me for advice and help and support that I've decided to keep the dream and this podcast alive, which means I'm paying a few maintenance fees out of my pocket. And I don't mean to make this sound like a woe is me kind of affair, because it is indeed a pleasure to have created something that is being appreciated. But... If you felt so inclined, you could go to brockarmstrong.com slash coffee to, yes, as it sounds, buy me a virtual coffee. And since coffee is easily my biggest vice, I'm what you would call a coffee snob, if you buy me a coffee, I can pay my hosting fees with all the coffee money that I save. So win-win situation here. So go to brockarmstrong.com slash coffee and help keep this podcast and my fancy coffee habit alive. That's brockarmstrong.com slash coffee. Now, after any workout, whether it's cardio or weights, your muscles are tired and very quickly begin breaking down in order to rebuild. Now, this is a good thing, right? That time, right after you finish exercising, is a critical time for muscle tissue repair, strength building, and overall recovery. Now, that is where the cool down comes into play. Now, the obvious and perhaps the main goal of the cooldown is to gradually bring your heart rate down to a closer to normal resting rate. And yes, you can definitely accomplish that by simply walking out of the gym and sitting in your car as you drive to the nearby coffee shop for a celebratory frappe. But there is more to it than that, or at least there should be. Those clever folks who make time to <laughs> indulge in a thorough and perhaps even luxurious cooldown report that the sheer ritual of their cooldown helps with their mental clarity and also gives them a healthy and satisfying sense of accomplishment. And I don't think anyone gets that from sitting in their cold car in traffic, I'm just saying. But now, of course... Not all of us have time for what I would call a luxurious cooldown, but there must be a middle ground, right? To find that, let's look at the actual benefits of a good cooldown and how we can achieve them, starting with blood flow. At the most basic, a cooldown after a workout should keep the blood circulating at a comfortable rate through the body. After a workout ends, you ideally would continue some activity, but begin to perform it at a slower and slower pace until you're moving at a normal, non-workout pace. This can often take at least five minutes, but can definitely last longer. Strenuous workouts cause the blood vessels in your arms and your legs to expand, bringing more blood to the legs, the hands, and the feet. 
Stopping suddenly, especially after a hard effort, can cause you to feel lightheaded. Stopping suddenly can also cause your heart rate and blood pressure to drop rapidly. This is one of the most obvious and perhaps most serious reasons for a cooldown. Now, the risk of actually passing out or losing consciousness is greater in very fit athletes because their heart rates can slow down faster and their veins can hold more blood than the rest of us. And casual exercisers may not be at risk of passing out, but it is still important to do something, even as simple as walking at a decent pace from the weight room to the locker room to prevent that dizziness from setting in. After any physical activity, your heart is likely to be beating faster than it normally does. Your body temperature is higher and your blood vessels are more dilated than usual. When your blood vessels are dilated, the opposite of constricted, the flow of your blood is increased due to the decrease in what we call vascular resistance. So dilation of your arterial blood vessels decrease your overall blood pressure, temporarily anyway. This means if you stop too fast, you, well, could pass out, but more likely you'll just feel a little sick and a little woozy, and who wants that? Now the next benefit of doing a cool down is the stretching and the rolling. After you complete a workout is the best time to get a good stretch on, because your muscles, your ligaments, your tendons, and your joints are nice and warm. Stretching and foam rolling when your muscles are warm can improve your overall flexibility, which has been thought to help prevent future injury and increase our range of motion. Also, let's face it, stretching after a hard session feels darn good. That's enough for me. A good way to cool down is to stretch every major muscle group. Now, I suggest holding each stretch for at least 30 seconds, but maybe even closer to 60, while doing some nice, deep, diaphragmatic breathing. Remember that stretching should never be painful. You should feel some tension in the muscle releasing as the muscle is being stretched, but you should not feel pain. Remember, breathe into the stretch. Don't muscle into the stretch. Relax, stretch, and breathe. Now, the next benefit of a good cool down is your muscle length. Now, one of the byproducts of exercise is a thing that some people refer to as muscle bunching. Now, muscle bunching, as silly as that sounds, is more like your body wanting to stay in the position that it's currently in. Similar to when you stand up in the movie theater after watching a long movie and your legs don't feel like they want to straighten all the way, you have to kind of unfurl them and groan a little bit that. Now to understand this, let's picture someone on, let's say, the leg curl machine. When that person finishes the workout, they're left with the feeling of having semi-bent legs, and if they don't do something to counteract that, it could become more than just a feeling. Cramps and muscle spasms could ensue. This feeling can actually be beneficial, let's say during a hockey game or while you're on a long bike ride, because you actually want the position that the activity puts you in to feel normal for at least the duration of that event. But between training sessions or between hockey games, this feeling can lead to hypertonic muscles, which is the amount of contraction that remains even when the muscle is not actively working. Now, 
It can also lead to an increased risk of muscle strain or, with an even longer-term view, an actual loss of joint range of motion. And I probably don't need to tell you this, but that can affect your performance adversely. And not just in sport, in life as well. A tight muscle is a less efficient muscle, producing less power and less force. Now next we're going to look at the mental aspect of the cooldown, but before we do that, we need to go pay our membership fees. Do you like to shop on Amazon.com and enjoy supporting this podcast? You do? Well, have I got a deal for you. If you start your Amazon shopping adventure by going to brockarmstrong.com slash Amazon, I will get a small percentage of the money that you spend. And the best part is that you don't pay anything extra. This all comes out of their pockets. Take that, Bezos. So next time you buy anything on Amazon, go to brockarmstrong.com slash Amazon and shop while also supporting this podcast. I truly thank you for being a listener and for your support. That's brockarmstrong.com slash Amazon. Okay, our next cooldown benefit is the mental part. Mental recovery is an often overlooked part of the workout. Sure, we all lead busy lives, and it can be difficult to allocate the time that we need to adequately relax and let our minds calm down after a hard workout, but... Relaxation techniques are extremely useful tools that help you with recovery and even help you prepare for your next workout, whenever that might be. Even if you just take a few minutes to do some deep breathing, some meditation, or a few yoga poses, this can help you reflect on your performance during the session you just did and help you mentally prepare for your next one. Taking the time to process what you just accomplished where you succeeded, where you failed, what felt good, what needs more work. Well, that's an important part of making progress as an athlete. And the cool down is the perfect time to incorporate this important part of the mental game. I strongly encourage the athletes that I've coached with over the years to write a few post-activity comments immediately after each workout. We can then review those notes at the end of each week before I plan out their next week. Now, In his book, Mass Made Simple, author and bodybuilder Dan John said this, I have had cooldowns that consisted of me sitting on a bench for a really long time trying to figure out how to drive home. I've also had long, lovely cooldowns of sauna and steam and whirlpool. And he goes on to point out a simple but overlooked point. The cooldown is a transition from the gym or from the yoga studio or from your living room, whatever it happens to be, back to real life. And Dan John went on to say, it's a good time to do more mobility work and maybe even work some kinks out. I've worked on technical things during a cool down and found it effective for me to unwind from the load. So do something for a few minutes to make sure your heart rate is slowed down and your brain can (laughs) make two connected thoughts. Now, of course, most of us aren't working out as hard as a bodybuilder, but you still get my point. All right, let's get into what a cool down does not do. Now, for a long time, we coaches would tell our athletes and our clients that they needed to cool down so they wouldn't get sore the next day. Well, it turns out that although I kind of still swear that it helps me, that notion is not supported by science. 
In a study that looked at the effect of warm-up and cool-down exercise on delayed-onset muscle soreness, or DOMS, in the quadricep muscle, a group of 36 active adults were put through a difficult lunge workout while holding barbells. One group of the volunteers warmed up beforehand, riding on a stationary bike for 20 minutes. Another group didn't warm up at all. But they did do a cool-down after the exercise, again casually riding a bike for 20 minutes. The remainder of the volunteers lunged and immediately hit the showers. Now the next day, all the volunteers did a pain threshold test in which their muscles were prodded until they reported discomfort. Sounds like fun. Now the volunteers who did the warm-up were relatively pain-free. The folks who did the cool-down had a much lower pain threshold, meaning that it took less to cause them pain. In fact, they were in the same amount of pain as the control group, who skipped the warm-up and the cool-down. Now, another study that looked at the effect of immediate post-training active and passive recovery interventions on anaerobic performance and the lower limb flexibility, love the names of these studies, put 31 professional soccer players through benchmark tests on vertical leap, sprint speed, agility, and leg muscle flexibility before taking part in a normal soccer practice. Now, after practice, they had some of the players simply sit on the bench for 20 minutes, while others did a cool down which included 12 minutes of jogging and 8 minutes of stretching. The players repeated the physical tests the next day and also answered questions about how sore they were. And although the measures of muscle soreness across the groups were the same, the cool-down group could leap higher the next day than the players who sat around for 20 minutes, which I'd count as a huge win for team cool-down, right? So the available data on cool-down quite strongly suggests a cool-down does not reduce post-exercise soreness, but it can improve performance the next day, and it's also important to note that none of the scientific research shows any negative effects due to performing a cooldown. All right, so now you might be wondering, how do I do a cooldown? How do I do this effectively? Well, first, let's recap our goals. What we want to do with a cooldown is bring your heart rate and breathing to normal, prevent that fainting dizziness kind of feeling, remove the lactate byproducts and metabolites which build up in our muscles during vigorous activity, reduce the post-exercise tendency for muscle spasms and cramping, increase our flexibility over time, return our body to a nice normal position, and of course, reflect on this workout and make plans for the next one. So with that in mind, this is what I did after my (laughs) kind of killer 57-minute indoor spinnerville cycling workout the other morning. Now, after the official part of the workout was done, I spent about five minutes working my way back through the gears, making my cycling effort easier and easier until my breathing and my heart rate were pretty much back to normal. Then I got off the bike, I toweled off because I'm a pretty heavy sweater, and I proceeded to stretch out my calves, my hip flexors, my quads, my lumbar, my neck, and my shoulders, of course, because I was hunched over on a bike for a while, just right there on my yoga mat. Then I grabbed my foam roller and I went to town on all those major muscle groups, at least 10 rolls on each part, followed by about 10 extra rolls on the areas that I consider to be my chronically trouble spots, which I know we all have, we're getting older. (laughs) 
Now, the next thing I did was after pulling the foam roller aside, I got myself into a comfortable kneeling position in the middle of the mat and proceeded to do six sets of box breaths. And that's just when you breathe in for a certain amount of heartbeats, hold for a certain amount of heartbeats, exhale for the heartbeats, and then hold again for heartbeats. So you're making a box. I generally go for four to six heartbeats, depending on how I'm feeling. Now that I was nicely stretched out and my nervous system was good and calm, this was the perfect time to write some quick notes about my workout. And this is what I wrote. Great start. Nailed the paces and the heart rates. At 47 minutes, I started to suffer and I wanted to quit. Geared up a couple of cogs, took the fourth interval easy and came back for the last set good and strong. Then I flipped the page on my training schedule and reviewed what workout I have planned for tomorrow. Nice. Now, I consider not only reviewing today's workout, but also previewing tomorrow's workout to be an important part of the cooldown because we can learn from today's workout and also prepare for tomorrow's. Now, I know that tomorrow I'm doing a lower body workout and I'm going to incorporate some treadmill work in there as well. Now, that means that tonight I can lay out my gear before I go to bed so I'm not too sleepy and forget anything. And it also means that I can mentally begin to prepare myself for the particulars of this kind of complicated workout, to be honest. Although this part of the cooldown does not convey any acute effort, it does have a lasting effect on me as a whole athlete who's calm and methodical and on top of his training, rather than constantly rushed and tired and haphazard and wondering what the heck I'm going to do for my workout. Doesn't that sound like a better way to live and a better way to succeed? I mean, if you know that you've got a workout coming up and it's already on your schedule and you're already thinking about it, you're much more likely to just do it because it's there. It's part of your day. You don't have to use any willpower. You don't have to get motivated to do it because it's just what you do. Now, I know this may sound like a lot. It may sound like too much and not something that you're likely to do. But I'd ask you to at least try this. Finish your workout by briskly walking for just two minutes. Then perform a lunging hip flexor stretch with your arms overhead if you can do it. A seated hamstring stretch and a series of shoulder rotations. Then... If you can spare any more time, get on the foam roller for a few minutes. But if you don't, that's probably good enough. Now let's put it this way. You wouldn't shut the engine off on your car without first gently applying the brake, putting it into park, maybe taking your seatbelt off or things like that, would you? Not if you want your car to last, you wouldn't. So think about the cool down in the same way. If you want your investment in your body to last longer than an old used car, you need to take care of it. After all, it's the only one you have. Oh, thanks for listening to Second Wind Fitness. My name is Brock Armstrong. I'll be back soon.